Hey there, this is the old 77. It's a safe place in an unsafe world. All right, here's your fucking warning. Foul language may occur due to the subject matter. This is the one and only old 77. Help ensure future episodes by becoming a subscriber. Find out more at patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. Now, let's get on with the show. And welcome to the old 77. It's a safe place. In an unsafe world. Scotty. What's up, Dave? Shit, man. So what were we just talking about, man? We were talking about aliens. Ancient Egypt. Egypt. The pyramids, the Sphinx, how... um, how the Sphinx, Sphinx has water erosion yeah, on it, and underneath it's, it, and it's probably way older than potentially what yeah. what we think. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And well, what started the conversation was what era? If you could be, if oh, you could have right. been alive, or you know, been born in any era, what era would it be? And both of us said Egypt. Yeah, I said the '60s first, just because yeah. of the music aspect of it. But if it were like any, you know, like from a historical perspective of just like you know the big picture of. Our history on the planet, yeah, Egypt, for Egypt, sure. maybe Babylon, go back that far. Or maybe, like, um, go to Angkor Wat when that place was really popping. Boy, that would have been something back in the day, wouldn't it? Yeah. Still, Man. talk about a building that we couldn't I, really recreate today. Well, all the architecture is still there. The infrastructure is still working. And a lot of it, like, know? I believe wasn't a big chunk of it built from solid rock. Like, right. not, like, With individual... Precise- in the quote unquote before the Stone Age, yeah, these guys, you know, were precisely carving into stone, building gigantic pools. I yeah, mean, if you control water in that area, you control the area. Yeah. and man, they could do it. And lining lining it up to the equinoxes right. and with extreme precision that we would have a very hard time matching they even could, today. They could roll, you know, a pool several miles in a straight line. Yeah. How? Yeah, how were they doing that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They didn't even have a written language. Yeah, man. It's uh, it's mind-blowing. E- Egypt or uh, Gobekli Tepe, that would be another one that I would like to That's interesting. go back in time. I don't even know that one. Oh, Gobekli Tepe. We I've mentioned it a time or two on here. So Gobekli Tepe is this place in Turkey. Okay. Gobekli Tepe translates to pot-bellied hill. So it's this big hilltop okay and um i want to say maybe 15 years ago 15 20 years ago maybe i'm probably off but there was a farmer who saw this thing sticking out of his land and so he dug to get a better look at it and he ended up discovering gobekli tepe which is this huge megalithic site all of these um pillars and things with different types of artwork on them that was deliberately buried. No kidding. Yeah. And wow. we don't and we don't know why. But one of the things that um that Graham Hancock mentions in his book cuz he hits on Gobekli Tepe a lot because it totally rewrites our history books as far as when was mankind first civilized, when did they first have a written language, you know. Um Gobekli Tepe kind of blew a lot of our preconceived notions out of the water. But one of the things that he mentions about that place um, is that on these pillars, 
they've got um, different animals that represent constellations and things. And one of the things that they reference is this comet impact that we now know happened because we've done the scientific research to prove right. it. So Gobekli Tepe references this asteroid strike. So you think they were there to see it? My theory is that they were, when the asteroid hit, they were a fairly advanced society. And that... Didn't that wipe out dinosaurs, though? Well, n not that one in particular, because this was only about eleven or 12,000 years ago. Okay. So it wasn't... So you're as, thinking another one, then? It wasn't as massive as the... Because that's what I'm thinking. My, I immediately go to the dinosaurs. I'm like, wait a minute. There wasn't people around yeah. with dinosaurs. So my theory is that Gobekli Tepe was created after this asteroid strike and that it was put there as almost like a historical reference because that, that this event happened. Because the same references that are made to this asteroid strike at Gobekli Tepe are also made in ancient Egypt. And both of those places also reference a future asteroid strike. Really? That that would happen basically in our time today, hmm. like around the year 2030. And it's from the Torrid meteor stream, which is a meteor shower that happens Yay. every year. And so the theory is that every, you know, so many 10 years. or 12,000 years, we go through a particularly active part of the, you know, meteor shower and that they make contact with the earth. I mean, we know it happens we know it's going to happen again it's just right. a matter of time do you know about the oh, let me make sure i'm pronouncing this correctly i'm going to screw it up but it's like tungsta or tagunsta someplace in russia where there was an asteroid strike but it basically hit in the middle of nowhere there were still a lot of people that were injured and i think maybe even some people died but yeah like if you google just like russia asteroid strike this wasn't that long ago because it was caught on a lot of dash video cams. Because I guess in Russia, a lot of people have dash cams, like for insurance purposes. Right. Oh, they're big into that. Yeah. So this right. was caught. Like, you could see right before the impact. Need some volume over there? No, not yet. Not okay. yet. Um, yeah. So if that event would have happened in, you know, the middle of New York City... Millions of people would have died. Oh, I know. We just got lucky, and it happened in the middle of nowhere, basically. You know, I think I do remember hearing about that. That was like in 2013. Uh, yeah, it? that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't that long yeah, turn ago. Turn that up. Sure. Turn that up. Out of a movie, a tiny asteroid tearing through space at a speed of 33,000 miles per hour before streaking wow. across southern Russia. Cameras caught sight of the white trail as it headed across the sky. And then this. Boom. An explosion yeah. of light, then a massive sonic boom. <laughs> Strong enough to shatter windows and damage buildings. Man. There yeah. are reports of more than a thousand people injured. Yeah, there's people lined up outside buildings collapsed. This video mm -hmm. shows a children's judo class. Windows blew out wow. here and in buildings around the region. Blew all the windows out. That kind of reminds you of that. That's insane, man. Yeah. Yeah. It'll happen again eventually. Right. The one that happened, you know, 11, 12,000 years ago, that one, I believe, hit in the middle of the ocean, which would explain all of the great flood well, floods stories. And stuff, but I think a lot of those floods, too, are earthquakes, tsunamis. Yeah. Things like that, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. But yeah. when you think about it, you know, that kind of like 
lined everything up for me as far as the the great flood stories because really like what other event can you think of other than a massive asteroid strike or a massive earthquake i suppose that would flood entire continents like, right. literally overnight well something definitely happened yeah i mean at one point all our continents were together as one pangea pangea yeah mm-hmm. and something happened and we shifted away from each other yeah but that was like a slow shift over many many True, millions of but years whatever caused those is still happening today you Te- know tectonic shifts tectonic shifts yeah. pressure building up at the core yeah. it's got to relieve itself somewhere yeah it's just like a fart man right. i was just gonna say that the earth takes a shit yeah and, and you gotta let it go <laughs> right. can't keep it in you can't keep it in forever Sorry, bro. I've been holding that one back for a bit, man. Sorry, Tokyo. You know the other one that we that we should be terrified of is uh, is Yellowstone, man. You know they say that oh, thing's the, like way the overdue. There is, yeah, yeah, would like blow the whole we'd northern be, hemisphere. We'd just be done. Smithereen. Yeah, we'd be done. Yeah, you'd have like basically like a nuclear nuclear winter where. Well, isn't the, that so? That's what I initially thought you were getting at when you were talking about that place in Turkey. Mm-hmm. There's some place in the Middle East, and I don't know if it's Turkey or India or somewhere. Yeah, I know what you're going to say. But it's radioactive. Like there's a, a nuclear bomb that has went off. Yeah, there's this. Um, God, what is it? It's the name a, like a certain place? type of. They call it like nuclear nuclear uh, glass. I think I don't know why I'm having so much trouble saying nuclear tonight. I'm going to pull a George Bush and call it. Uh, what did he say? Nu- nuclear. 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 Nuclear, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, in his defense, it's easier to say, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I think they call it, like, uh, nuclear uh, glass or God. something like that. Maybe Egyptian, maybe. E- Egyptian glass? No, it's, uh, so evidence that ancient nuclear war occurred 4,000 years ago. Uh-huh. It's a nine-minute video. Yeah, we don't have to watch yeah. all that. No, but I know what you're talking about. There's this substance in it, and uh, maybe they call it like nuclear sand, maybe, because it's almost like a sand-type substance. Uh, uh, Trinitite. Is that it? Trinitite glass. Okay. Because it was formed in the Trinity test areas. Yeah, right, where they tested the original nukes. When they test the original nukes, the sand would form glass that they called Trinitite. Yeah, so that's been found in other parts of the yeah, world. They would actually bust that up and sell it to tourists. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm sure everyone got a good, healthy dose of radiation there. My grandpa, you know, I told you he worked for the USGS, and he owned some land in Utah. Really? That had um, uranium. And he even had, like... Did pe- he have, like, uranium permits and stuff? I'm assuming he did. He that's, that's he, huge. He had, like pieces of uranium like on him like that were in his garage oh yeah yeah in a bucket (laughs) just had uranium in a bucket he well he had like how much are we talking not very much he collected he collected rocks and minerals you can't legally have a whole lot of that i don't think so i don't think so that stuff's dangerous yeah yeah so um no he collected he was you know he was into rocks and minerals and stuff like that so like he would he would collect uh you know samples or whatever and he would he would uh wrap a piece of tape around him and then write on the piece of tape what it, what was. it was yeah my That's mom kind of cool yeah my mom has a big bowl in her garage full of stuff that he collected over the years 
different minerals and whatnot. So, like, what all did... Well, I mean, he was with the Geological Survey, so that was probably a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've got jade and... Really? Quartz and... Yeah, we've got a lot wow. of jade. No, I mean, not a whole lot of jade, but... Now, that's another guy you, that you, you were talking about, because we were talking about reincarnation a little bit ago, you know, mm-hmm. like going back to ancient Egypt, that he actually had something. Didn't he have tapes or something? Yeah, I've got old... Um, yeah, cassette tapes. Have you heard any of those? No, but it's on my list of things to do. Dude, you should totally check those out. It's my what what I want to do is I want to take them into our place of work mm-hmm. and uh, digitize them. That'd be perfect. So I can listen to them, you know, yeah. on my MacBook. I mean, maybe if someone would just slide those my way, I could probably get those going. Okay, I might know you someone know. who could get a hold of them for you, <laughs> or for for somebody else. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I might know somebody who can get that going. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we need to do that. I've asked my mom about it. Like, if she, uh, I, it's been a while sh- since I've asked her about it, but well, right now, no one's using any of those studios. So, yeah, I know yeah. it's a prime time to do it. Absolutely. When I asked her about listening to them, um, she kind of freak out a little. She bit? was a little bit apprehensive about yeah. doing it, but I'm not. I could see that. I think it know? would be cool, and I think it'd be. Is it more than just one tape? Yeah, yeah. So there's like a story there. I, yeah, I mean, you know. I've never listened to it. Wow. He t- he talked to me about it a time or two, but I can't really remember, you know, what, what memories. Right. I mean, he passed away when I was like 19. Um, so, so we you got t- some time. Yeah, we had we, we talked about stuff like that, like in my mid to late teen years. Yeah. You know, when he you was, started caring. He, yeah. Well, and when I started, you right. know, getting into that stuff, like he was really the reason why I got into UFOs because... Because he had he had a book about it. He wrote a book. No, 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 no. Oh. He had a, he. he, oh, he in, just happened to have a in book. his personal library at home. Like one of my favorite things about going to my grandparents' house as a kid was all the books that my grandpa had, because he was into, you know, esoteric stuff. He had all that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like he had books about aliens and like you know philosophy and stuff like that. But he also like he loved Louis L'Amour books. He had a big oh, collection yeah. of Louis L'Amour books and like. Late in his life, he got into reading. Like he read a, he he got into Thomas Jefferson for a long time, reading cool. you know reading books about him. So he had a wide range of things that he was into. But yeah, I mean, it was it was unsolved mysteries. Yeah, that show. Seeing that and God, then that and show. then finding that book in my grandpa's house because the book that I found was Bud Hopkins' book Intruders, and Bud Hopkins was the guy that was featured on that episode of of Unsolved Mysteries. What what do you remember the particular episode? Was it season something? Oh God, I don't know what season it was. So no, you, do you know which one we're talking about? But I just I remember seeing the the little black and white pencil drawings of the aliens and being terrified. God, those were horrible, right? I would get terrified at the at, in, at all of the composite drawings, the, and they were so accurate. Sometimes and then that voice of Robert Steck, like yes, this guy was blah blah blah. Yeah, that was it for me, man. Chills. I was terrified. I was terrified because of that guy, man. Oh, I need to hit my button over here. Oh, you're cool, man. We got to pay the bills somehow. We do. We got to get those ads on. (laughs) So you think we should take a break then? Sure, why not? All right. So we'll totally uh, late night it on out here. Hit it on up there, brother. We'll see you all on the flip side. Yeah. So if you would like to uh, give us a call here on the old 77, you can pick up the phone. Call and text us day or night, 573-246-0779. Yeah, or you can email us at theold77podcast 
at gmail.com. You can also find us on Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Slash. Slash the old 77 podcast. That's right. You can get bonus content. You can get uh, all sorts of stuff. Access to early episodes. There's a whole slew of content that you've not even heard over at patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. All the good shit. All the good stuff, really. That's right. Yeah. All right, For we'll be back. For as little as $5 a month could be yours. See y'all on the, on the flip side. Your memories. Pregnancy. Kids growing up. Family. Senior year of high school, getting engaged. You want to keep those moments forever. But the problem with most photographers is they decide which moments you keep. They'll sell you a single picture or a big all-inclusive package that might include photos you don't want at a cost that's outside of your budget. That's why I don't. You decide. A single photo, a single hour, you choose. You get all of your edited photos, everything at andrew marie photography you get quality photos at prices you can afford after all they're your memories find us on facebook andrew marie photography and custom design But he's got a whole theory, and he's got a whole book about how, uh, you know, his his thought is that certain types of mental illnesses actually kind of like open doors that that the person is not normally, uh, you know, a normal person is not able to perceive. I get that. No, I mean, I'm not you, saying you that always it's here that to know to know God is to know you know madness. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. That. Yeah. And I mean, he goes over like certain conditions, like he goes over savant syndrome. Yeah. Um That's an interesting uh syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and right? and it's um you know, it's tied to the autism mm-hmm. thing, you know. I guess, you know, like the Rain Man that was yeah. kind of the first savant that, that really most people associate. That people, yeah, yeah the f- first introduction to that that most people had. I've seen a video recently. There's a, a small God. He's little. He's like maybe five, six, five, three, something. Mm-hmm. A little short uh, black kid from New York City. Mm-hmm. And they take him up in a helicopter and they go around the city skyline and then they come back down. And for the next two weeks or. 30 days or six hours or whatever the kid had like a panorama up on the wall and he literally from memory drew the entire skyline wow it was amazing yeah it was good it's a good video on youtube yeah it doesn't translate well here so i'm not going to pull it up right no man i mean uh it seems like at least in some cases those things that we call that we classify as illnesses actually can be blessings at least right. in some in, in some capacity mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean i'm sure you've seen musicians you know like these young children musicians that oh like uh like peter frampton for example just like this amazing guitarist right but mm-hmm. he picked it up at a super young age and just excelled from day one yeah like a musical savant right yeah and then then that also for me it opens up the the question of past lives and do do carry do people carry over you know if they're a musician in one life 
Does that carry does over, that carry the over into the next? Because that would explain I mean, that, some things. Well, you know, it's weird how everything seems to come in cycles, right? Mm-hmm. Like right now, we're we're back to seventies fashion again. Have you noticed that? Yeah, the we're, the, we're back in you know bell bottoms. Yeah, and, the tall and, and tall waistlines. Right, and, and there's also nineties grunge thrown in because I see a lot of flannel now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I'm seeing more of that. Yeah. You know, you're wearing flannel. I am, and so, I love this shirt. I wear it all the time, right? like to the so, point where it's creepy. <laughs> Never creepy. <laughs> Keep wearing that flannel. I'm rocking it, man. Sorry, <laughs> I didn't mean to interrupt. It's the ponytail that makes it creepy, dude. Yeah, well, that but, ain't going anywhere. <laughs> I don't even know what we were talking about. I don't about know, now. man. You were going off on something, but I can't remember That's what right. it was. We were talking Screw about uh, uh, fashion trends. And... Oh, all coming around in cycles. Yeah, so, cycles, right. So at some point, if things, you know, from the past, like in the the long past, say, I don't know, Renaissance era where, you know, we had more music and more knowledge of all of that. Someone lived. We don't experience that anymore. None of that era has translated to us. So maybe now when something quote-unquote new comes along, yeah. it's just a recycled idea from another time. Sure. There's nothing new under the sun. Oh, there's nothing new. Yeah. Please. Um, Including people. Right, you know, everything right. Everything that is here right now, today, has been here since day one. Chances are there's been somebody almost exactly like you that has lived before. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, no thought is is you know th- like you're you're at the end of your rope, right? You've hit you've hit rock bottom. Guaranteed, someone else has been right there at some point sure. in history. Yeah, and one with of the, that problem. Yeah, and one of the th- great things about life to me is that it doesn't matter, you know, if you're rich or if you're poor. Even if you're even if you're rich and you have all the money in the world, life still is going to suck for you sometimes. It's just your turn in the barrel, man. Yeah. Yeah, and that's kind of like the great equalizer. That's right. kind of like what life is. Is um, certainly we've learned from from celebrities and you know musicians that have died at very young ages that um, you know being rich and famous is not going to be the answer to all of your problems or your depression or right. anything like that. It doesn't hurt though. I wouldn't think it doesn't. But I, I want to at least try that. Well, you know, sure. But at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, man, I think for a lot of people, it only compounds problems, especially oh, people sure. that are prone to addiction. When no one tells you no. Yeah, exactly. Right? Especially people that are prone to addiction when, you know, you can find anything you want to find. And p- there are people there that will en- enable you to make all of the poor decisions that you want to make. I mean, Prince and Michael Jackson would still be here if somebody said no. Yeah. Right. Um, a, yeah. A whole bunch of them, man. Dude. Tom Petty was another one. Tons. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, I guess I really, you know, I really don't associate Tom Petty with, like, superstar. Really? No, I never have. Well, I don't. He's been, like, meh to he, me. Yeah. I love the wild, his Wildflowers album. I, I love that album. everybody loved that album. That's a great Except album. Except me. Yeah, you're not a big fan <laughs> of it? I'm a big fan. I like that album. I'm not a huge Tom Petty fan. Like, I don't get super excited about him, but... Right. But I like. I, I remember. Like, I remember a boss of mine at work. Well, a boss of ours at work. Yeah. Uh, like was was visibly weeping when Tom Petty died. And really. I, I can't think. Yeah. Of, of an artist like that that I visibly have wept for. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one? In um, your lifetime, because I know I read a post here a while back where someone was talking about uh, uh, standing on the spot of John Lennon's murder, and you said yeah. that you weren't alive for that. 
right. that kind of blows me away. You weren't around. Well, you that was 1980. Yeah, actually, you is came today in 82? Right, today the 10th. Yeah, so yeah. today's the anniversary. Yeah, um, that was 1980. So it's been uh, what 40 years now. Yep. Um, I wasn't there, man. But because I'm such a huge Beatles fan and John Lennon fan, you know. I think my comment on that post that you're referring to was that even though I wasn't alive when it happened, like when I see video, a footage of people standing outside of his apartment building after he died, it makes right. me cry. Right. Even though I didn't experience even it in real time. For it. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah um, I mean, that was a shock. I mean, I, I, I was super little. Yeah. So I don't rightly remember sure, it. But sure. But I was there for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's my joke. Like, I, I was there for the 70s because I was born in 77, but right. I don't remember it. Right. You know? Right. Um, so I really was there. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, you were to a, to a certain degree. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When you put it that way. Yeah. You know, I can't think of any, um, you know, any artist that has passed away in my lifetime that I've had. Let me ask you this. That reaction to. If Kanye dropped dead today. Yeah. Would you shed a tear? Deep down, would you be like, oh, Kanye? Yeah. 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 You probably would. I would for yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. So there's at least one potential on the on the horizon. Yeah, if he dies, man, I'm be sad. <laughs> I'm about to tear up right now oh, just dude, you mentioning it. Don't be it. crying. Oh, <laughs> Kanye's still alive and well, man. Just just see it. Just check it. Hey, man, I take I get so much shit with my love for Kanye, man. <laughs> you you have such an unusual love for Kanye. I know, though. man. I don't know what it is for a white kid from the Midwest. I know people don't understand it. Man, like I remember like. Because I've been a kind of uh, fan of Kanye since the f college dropout album dropped. Kanye a sewer, if you will. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> I like that, Scott. Very nice. I'm definitely gonna have to use TM that in a sentence. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, so you know, I was a big Kanye fan before Kanye really was Kanye. Yeah. Before he, before the Taylor Swift thing, and before George Bush doesn't care about about black people, all uh. of that stuff. Like, um. And the reason why, like my my fandom of him hasn't wavered, is because I I I just like him as a musical artist, as an aside from all of the other crazy shit that he says or does. Yeah, uh, yeah, of which I'm about to probably hear a clip of. Probably, I uh -huh. mean, maybe. Yeah, I think Kanye. that might be happening here soon. You need to stop. You know, don't. So what's uh what's your favorite Kanye? What do you mean? Like what, song? Yeah, like what's what's your what's your banging one that you just gotta hear? Um you got you got a club rager that we gotta hear from Kanye. Oh, I know what this is. Do you? This is the beginning of the runaway movie. Yep. Yeah, listen to this. Hold on, yeah. let me I'm gonna step away from the microphone and I, I got the full length clean version. I here. wanna get a visual. Yeah, so just this song that's about to open up, it's called Dark Fantasy. It's the first song from his album my beautiful dark twisted fantasy which is widely regarded as the greatest album of the century thus far <laughs> just want to throw that in there so listen to when the beat kicks in man this right, is nice yeah. yeah this is this is super nice i like it so far we've got a well it's following our theme today we have a comet crashing to earth yep yeah right right this is Nicki minaj's voice here i got the clean version so for all the kids see that's a nice beat man yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> I 
fantasize about this back in Chicago. Mercy, mercy me, that mercy a lie go. That's me, the first year. That nice I beat, blow. right? Come on, that's a good beat. Okay. Spanish, me no I never had a problem with Kanye. Me drown sorrow yeah. in that Diablo. Me found bravery in my bravado. DJs need to listen to the models. You ain't got no fucking easy in your Serato. Stupid, but what the hell do I know? I'm just a shot town with a nice flow. Am I am up in that new feet? Hey, our man Wolf. I'm pretty sure Wolf is a, is a pretty oh, big Yay fan. Yeah, I think. I think he's a big Yeezy fan. See, this is an old sampler from the 70s right here. This Can We Get Much Higher thing. Do you know who it is? I can't remember the name of the artist. I have an entire playlist of songs that he has sampled over his career. And, and for real, man, like, a lot of the music that I am obsessed about is music that I got into from listening to hip-hop and hearing it getting sampled and wondering, okay, what did they sample? Where did that come from? And, man, that was what got got it, got it me into, like, a lot so of... So, like, like, hunting down all the little samples and yeah, things, trying man. to figure out where it all came yeah, from? Yeah, it fascinates me. And I have, I have a lot of arguments with some of my other musician friends about... You know, a lot of people feel like hip hop is not real music because right. they don't, they're not learning how to play an instrument per se, and they're sampling other people. In a lot of cases, well, they're sampling I, other artists. Right. And I understand that argument, but to me, man, like you can make art out of anything. True. You know what I mean? Artists, like, well, art is subjective. As long as you take it and put your own spin on it, it's like me. I could pick up that guitar and play a C chord, but I'm not going to be the first person that's ever played a C chord. Right. You know what I mean? You can play a C, G, and a D, right? Throw that together, make something out of it, and you're not the first person. Absolutely. But you can also put your own spin on it by changing up the tempo or changing right. up the beat or putting certain melodies on top of it. And that's what hip-hop is, man. It's just it's just uh, a different way of compiling the sound. But to me, it's an, it's an entire art form Unto itself. Do you remember when that all went down in the 90s, the whole sampling? I um, remember MTV did a big thing. Kurt Loder was on the screen. Is it sampling? Is it theft? Or, you know. Yeah, when, when hip-hop artists started right. getting sued. When it really started hitting. Yeah, man. I, yeah, I remember those days for sure because it was a big thing whether or not they should have to pay for those samples. And, of course, in the end, they do have to pay for them. Like if, you, if you're on a major label release – that's a big part of any, you know, especially hip hop album is you have to get samples cleared. You have to contact record labels and, you know, whoever owns the rights to it, you've got to you got to get permission if you're going to release it on a major label. Right. You know, I mean, but you would think that would have already been done. Right. You know, you you wouldn't be releasing it on a label and then getting sued. You think that label would have done that beforehand? Or if it was an artist that the label had already represented, you know. Right. Yeah. And, and I, don't, I guess I don't understand the suits that followed afterwards. Well, man, I think nowadays it's pretty clean, as far as like, like the Wild West back then, right? Back in the day, it was a big, it was a big thing, yeah. man. And there's still a lot of artists that do that sample and don't get it cleared, but they release it as like a mixtape, or they, you know, they don't put it on a major uh, label release, so to speak. Right. Yeah. So, man. And then you have guys like, you know, Pearl Jam who are touring without mm -hmm. a major label, putting out records. This is like their fifth, sixth record without a major label. Yeah, and I'm sure they're doing fine. Right. That's insane. Yeah, that's why I don't understand, like, you know, I guess like a there's a, the, a big thing with Taylor Swift right now is that she's right. trying to get, get the rights to her master recordings. Well, she's going back and re-recording everything. Yeah, I heard that too. Right? Um, Good for her. It's sure. her stuff. I agree. 
Um, but, uh, yeah, I just don't understand why somebody that's at that caliber of a Taylor Swift or a Kanye West or anybody like that, like, why, why would you even fuck with going through a record label in this day and age? Well, I mean, at some point you have to, to get to that level. I mean, without the record label, she wouldn't be where she is now. Right, but she doesn't need them anymore. Well, maybe. I don't think she does. I mean, maybe. I mean, in 2020... Well, we'll find out if she I mean, if, if she's got the right team around her. But then again, that falls back into that trap we were talking about earlier. You have to have the right team, someone who will actually physically tell you no. Right. You know, if you don't have that, then. But at the end of the day, if Taylor Swift decides that she wants to make a new album, if she puts that album up on Spotify. Right. All she's got to do. She's going to get millions, billions of streams. But will she get any money from it? That's, not not from Spotify alone. Right. No. Well, that's 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 the key right there. Can yeah. she maintain that high level income that she's used to now just on Spotify alone? Yeah. No, because she also has to tour with it. Well, that takes people and yeah. management. Yeah. You got to have a good team. You have to have a team there. Yeah. You know? Anything yeah. you want to do live, because that's where your money's going to be. Yeah. And it's funny the way touring is kind of its own entity, right? Um, apart from the actual. Uh, uh, business of making records and getting your records played on the radio because I mean the Grateful Dead is a perfect example of a band that was really never on the radio they were always on the road but they were making a ton of money touring Dave Matthews band is a modern yeah. day example of that you don't hear that much Dave Matthews on the radio right. these days but man they're still making a ton of money touring right well not well, not, not now, now. but <laughs> hardly anyone's making any money now touring right but does Dave and forgive me because I'm not I guess up on my Dave Matthews live shows, but yeah. are they kind of the same? Do they have that cult following where people spend like weeks on the road? Following yeah, them to from a certain show to show? yeah to a certain extent they wow. do. Like there's a lot of crossover between the people that followed the dead around and people that follow Dave um, and Fish Man. and like Fish. I remember them. Widespread Panic is another right. band that had a string cheese incident. Yeah, dude. I saw those guys in Columbia at the American Theater in the very front row, and it was one of the best shows I've ever seen, man. Wow. Just speaking as uh, as a musician, man, all of the dudes in that band are killer musicians. Those guys are technically sound. Oh, yeah. yeah, they're so yeah. good, man. They're so good musically. And, you know, like String Cheese, they, they do a lot of, like... They do a lot of stuff that crosses over into like bluegrass, right? Stuff they do like a lot that. Of bluesy stuff too. Yeah, and yeah. I'm not like I'm not a huge bluegrass guy, but right. when they play it, I dig it. It's all right, you know. Yeah, I got to be in the mood for it. Yeah, yeah. Got to be in the mood for some string cheese incident for sure. Think for I should sure. pull some string cheese incident up. Yeah, for I'm sure. I'm pretty man. bad at this, ain't you I? Can no, that's okay. It's okay. Yeah, you're going to ask me, like, what song, and I don't know what song See, you should play. See, that's just what I was going to say. Uh, we're going to go with this one. Yeah, okay. Because it's the first one that pulled up. All right. Right? And it's a commercial, so, I mean, So I'm going to fade that thing. shit down over here. Good thing I've got this all faded down over here. Yeah, me too. Me so, too. So, I'll give you the heads up here. You, what's the name? Do you know what the name of it is going to uh, be? It is called uh, Carnival. Carnival, okay. Yeah, they had a, t- a tour that was called yep. the Carnival Tour in Maybe, 1999. You know what? This, might, this is from 1999. Yep, so I probably know this I song. I bet this is uh, the String Cheese Incident, Texas, Carnival, 1999. You ready for it? Yep, let's do it. Yeah. So this is a little bluegrassy. Yeah, I know this song. 
One of the best parts about this band was watching the drummer. I would say literally pulled up the first one. The, the drummer's name is Michael Travis, and he's an insane drummer. Uh, one of the things that he does is, he's, of course, he's got a kit, but then he's got like hand drums, yeah. kungas and bongos and stuff like that. And he, depending on the song and like depending on what part of the song, he will alternate between having sticks and not having sticks. So like sometimes you look at him, he's got a stick in one hand, but he's using his ha- his right hand really? on the one hand drums. Um, and he's constantly, you know, alternating between sticks, no sticks and, ha- and hand drums and, and, you know, regular kit drums. He was, uh, yeah, he's incredible. So this is kind of a bluegrassy type feel. But then, like, if you fast forward to, like, you know, five, six minutes into this song, then you then you get into some straight great, Grateful Daddy Jam yeah. shit, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Some psychedelic yeah. shit, yeah, yeah. So this is what got me into this Well, there's, this like, a, it's, it's straight up a bus on the cover. So there's, like, a bus and then a camel and then a skeleton and then a girl on stilts. They sent me a... Dragonfly, I mean, following it. They sent me a free copy of that album that you're playing right now because oh, for real? because uh i i would hang up posters for him like in columbia and shit oh you were that kind of yeah you were that kind of dude this was like when i was like a senior in high school wow yeah i realized you uh realized you rocked that hard back oh then, man i was a total hippie yeah what do you mean was well i am <laughs> still <laughs> i lost it for a while but then i got it back i'm glad really I got it you back. lost it for a bit yeah why'd you lose it just I don't know. I guess because I was under the impression that I had to grow up, but uh, I decided that's all bullshit. Yeah, so here I am today. Right. That's some absolute bullshit talking, let me tell you. Yeah, I'm, for sure. I am here to tell you that is some bullshit talking. Oh, now what do we got? So, if you would like to call, text the old 77. Feel free to pick up the phone and give us a call. Yeah, at 573-246-0779. We are also on Patreon. You can check us out, patreon.com slash the old 77 podcast. Yep. Where, uh, uh, where else are we, man? Spotify, um, Apple. Anchor. Podcast, yeah, a- Anchor. Um, um, Amazon. Amazon, Audible. All that. Uh, uh, tune in. Yeah, yeah. Tune in. YouTube. Uh, heart, YouTube. We could use a few YouTube streams. <laughs> Please give us some love on YouTube. <laughs> it's it's very sad at YouTube, but yeah. that's okay because like Twitch, because we're also there, YouTube and Twitch will become popular coming up, I hope. When we get some video. Right, because we're going to get a video component coming up too. Baby so. steps. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. Thanks for rolling with us yeah, in these man. difficult times. <laughs> So, uh, Matty Fran has a fifth year anniversary today. Happy anniversary. Happy anniversary, Francis. And thank you to Toby, our Patreon subscriber, Toby Dean. Toby! Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Yeah, insert hey, girl. <laughs> so, thanks to everyone. Thanks to um, the homie JT at the Paranormal Sun. Absolutely, man. I'm excited because I'm. Show coming up I think it. I'm going to be join him on an episode here soon. That's going to kick ass. Yeah, I'm excited for that. We're going to get really weird. So we'll see you guys later. Yeah. Hey, this is Scott. Are you listening to the old 77? Here's some of the stuff you missed. No, I will not talk about Jersey Mike's. I was going to say, are we going to Jersey Mike's? No, because we've been here so many times already. Are we going to see Jersey? Jersey Mike's? No, Sloan's first birthday, we ordered two giant boxes (laughs) of Jersey Mike's. I spent $140-something dollars 
on Jersey Mike's. On that visit, <laughs> I earned birthday. I earned like 85 points <laughs> on my Jersey Mike's points. Thanks for listening to the one and only Old 77.